0: To get your copy, visit our website at truthseekersmysteryseries.com. This is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. Welcome to the Vintage Homeschool Mom Show. Hey friends and welcome. My name is Felice Gerwitz and today I'm going to share with you some homeschooling secrets. This is episode 490 and you can find today's show notes at Vintage Homeschool Moms where I have some links that I'm talking about today. Well, there are secrets and then there are homeschooling secrets that you should know. This podcast is not for the faint-hearted. Here we're going to discuss the truth that as the scriptures say will set you free. This podcast is brought to you by myself and Media Angels. If you would like an open it and go unit study for the whole family, try the Media Angels unit studies. I also have some wonderful planners that will help you for each month of the year. And these are uh, sold on the mediaangels.com website. In fact, if you go to mediaangels.com forward slash store, you'll go right to the link with the products. Well friends, I am going to share with you some secrets that I wish someone had told me when I started homeschooling. As a young married woman with my first child on the way, I didn't even consider homeschooling nor was it on my radar. Many years later, I found myself at playgroups with a toddler and hearing people discussing the possibility of homeschooling and I thought, "Really?" what the heck, you know, do you guys have teaching degrees? Or, you know, what are you even thinking? So I did what any sane person would do. And I talked them out of the idea. I know, right? After all, you know, I thought, you know, where's your degree? And where's your certification? And so forth. And in my defense, which is very weak and limited here, um, the one lady I was speaking to was telling me that her kids wouldn't go to sleep. She had five children. And the way they went to bed at night was just to fall asleep watching television. And they would either pick them up and put them in their beds or just leave them on the floor and cover them up. And I thought, yeah, this lady does not need to be homeschooling. But I wasn't planning on homeschooling, but going back to my teaching career, once my school age children were enrolled, and they were little at that point, so it wasn't even on the radar. But what happened instead was after some frustrating meetings with the school system, it turned out that my oldest child had some mild learning issues and was speech delayed. And I um, ended up placing him in a private school. My background was in learning disabilities, early childhood education, and elementary ed. So do you think God had prepared me? you know, especially when I was touting off to these other people, well, you don't have a degree. Well, here I had a degree that could help my child. So instead, I found a nice cushy private school to place him and I put my daughter in a high end uh, preschool. And so um, I enjoyed being with the moms and you know, doing the mom thing while your kids were in school. But then I started researching and One of my friends introduced me to this lady. Um, Her husband was a doctor at the local hospital and she had her master's degree in education and she had started homeschooling her daughter. And the reason we were introduced was we both had a background in, in education. So she helped talk to me about homeschooling and putting it in perspective. And after a frustrating year of my son. Uh, being in school and it not really helping him out. I ended up pulling him out mid-year with the, you know, thought that uh, my husband and I discussed it. And he said, well, if it doesn't work, you can just put him in school next year, you know, and it would be just like he would repeat, um, a, you know, kindergarten again. I mean, who flunks out on kindergarten? But um, it turned out that my son just needed that one-to-one. But the way I started homeschooling was all with textbooks and that was not what was best for my son. It just really wasn't going to work for us. And so I looked into our state laws and other than following the laws in your state. Um, and I tell you what, I've seen some of the laws in some of the states that are very restrictive, even down to telling you what books you have to use. Um, and truthfully, I would have really made the decision um, to move or put myself under an umbrella school. So there's a lot of legal jargon that goes into homeschooling. And if you're new, I don't want to overwhelm you uh, with that. I know we have other podcasts on the Ultimate Homeschool Podcast Network that deal with those topics. Um, However, um, that was one of the things that we started later on, I started homeschooling under, um, you know, the the county laws in my state. And then later on, we actually started um, a private what we what is called an umbrella school in my state, which is like a private school. And, um, and then running that uh, as a homeschool more of a support group. And each of us homeschooled our own children. And so I learned that, oh, my gosh, I can do all of these fun things and hands on things with my son. And he really took to science, which was one of the reasons I wrote my first book teaching science and having fun, because he just gravitated, um, and learned all of this stuff you know, higher end thinking and hypothesis and, you know, delving into experimentation, which I know a lot of curriculums just say study nature and that's great. I'm getting off topic here. This isn't even in in my, in my notes here, but, um, I found that with him and looking, just sitting and watch your kids and looking at how they learn best or the things that they like or the things that they gravitate to. And that was what I called the back door into getting into what my son needed, and how he would learn best. And, um, you know, and, and he's a wonderful functioning adult, you know, now doing great. Um, but the thing is that, you know, he wasn't going to be college bound. So if I was going to stick him into this peg and say, Oh, no, he has to go to college, I would have frustrated myself and my son as well. And out of my five children, Uh, Three that did go to college, all graduated, you know, cum laude, magnum cum laude, um, and higher, you know, awards and all sorts of things. And the two that didn't are successful in their own rights. Uh, My one son works construction with my husband, uh, not my oldest, um, but my number uh, three child. And he also has many side businesses that he works So there are so many opportunities within homeschooling to allow our children to excel within their gifting. And so I have broken down these secrets into categories. And the first is general information about how to look at homeschooling. The second regards parenting. The third is practical regarding curriculum and planning, and the last is important regarding household chores and meals, and I hope this really helps. So here you go, let's get started. So homeschool secrets 101 in general are to decide on your homeschool philosophy. I know, right? Who does that? Well, it's important. Just like a business has a slogan, you can come up with one for your family, and this will help, I promise you. We brainstormed as a family and came up with things like, we're stronger together, or Gerwitz strong. And then we decided upon, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord, which is Joshua 24 15. And this really helped us during the years, sometimes that were great years, and other times they were struggling. And especially when the kids didn't get along, that was something that we would quote. The second is know why you're homeschooling. And why is that? Because if you really have a purpose of doing something, then you're going to stick to it, or you're going to decide, you know what? I tried it, and it's not for me, and that's really important, especially when you are up against some of the difficulties. Um, it's actually the difficulties are, you know, number four that's coming up. But you know, why are you homeschooling? Is it academic? Is it to help your child with their worldview? Is it to give your child a stable family life? I know, um, especially like in our family with sports, sometimes we were running um, from one field to another, especially with both softball and baseball at different fields. And so homeschooling helped us because we could be home as a family, not have to be running around. And then when it was time to run around, we were ready to go. And so um, it helped my children spiritually, as well as psychologically, there wasn't bullying in their homeschool, if their siblings, um, you know, were bullying, or, you know, they were angry at each other, we dealt with that. So if you know, the reason, um, For example, you have um, a, a, you know, child struggling, or maybe you have uh, some that are gifted, I had some of both, Um, then we could deal with it within our home. And we knew why we were homeschooling. You know, a lot of people are homeschooling today just to avoid the issues plaguing uh, education today. And that in and of itself is enough of a reason. The third is to get a support group. I cannot emphasize this enough. It doesn't necessarily have to be a homeschool support group in your town, but it has to be someone who's close to you, whether it's a best friend who has your back, your spouse, or a good, um, you know, group that's in town, because that is going to help, you know, a support group helps you, uh, you know, keep up with what's going on in, in, you know, the state legislative um, issues that come up with homeschooling and Uh, You're pretty safe now. When I started homeschooling, there was a lot of back and forth about what we were allowed or couldn't do. Um, We used to go out um, to the grocery store when it was school time, and everyone asked, you know, why the kids were out of school. Uh, Today, I don't think that would be as much of an issue. However, uh, knowing what is going on really can help. And then just knowing that you have someone that you can talk to that isn't going to, you know, say that your decision's wrong, but just going to support you. And the fourth um, is ignore well-meaning extended family members who think they know what's best for you. Um, You know, God bless our family. You know, we had different reactions depending on, you know, what flavor of the month it was. But, um, but just respond politely. You know, if you're Southern, something like, bless your heart, thank you so much for sharing your opinion with me. Um, You know, I know the bless your heart's not really a compliment in Southern circles, but you know what I'm saying? It goes a long way over arguing your point. Um, My mother-in-law was insisting because my son was um, speech delayed and he had some uh, speech difficulties that we needed to get him books on tongue twisters and that if he said tongue twisters, you know, he would be able to speak better. And so I, you know, listened to her and thanked her for her advice and God bless her. She spent a summer, um, they would go up to New York and upstate New York where their family was from and just spend a month there every summer or, or longer. And she went to the library and diligently copied page after page after page of tongue twisters and so this did not work with my son, and he became very frustrated. And I just thanked her profusely for taking all of that time and her beautiful cursive writing to put it together. Uh, my, my sons and my husband and I spent a lot of money on speech therapy three times a week for my child. So he, you know, he did get that taken care of. But the thing is, we don't, we have to show our children by example, and that's not, again, on the list. But our kids are going to be watching us. And everything that they learn is going to be our example, unfortunately. And they don't ever pick up the good things. They just pick up the negative. So, you know, again, if you have that support group, this isn't going to be a problem. Um, the fifth is to select a time frame to homeschool. For example, I'm going to do this for one year. I had a friend who that's what she would say. I'm going to do it for this year and we're, I'm all in but she couldn't promise to do it for another year. So for her, it was one year at a time. And she homeschooled almost all the way through um, with her five kids. So that's important. And then the fifth is, um, well, that's the fifth to select a time frame. So again, decide your homeschool philosophy, know why you're homeschooling, because if you have that information, then you're unshakable, get a support group that is going to be um, there for you and have your back. And that's what this whole network is. We have a wonderful uh, Facebook page. If I, It's actually a group. If I remembered it, I would tell you what it is right now. Um, but I can have it in the show notes. Uh, but it's part of our Ultimate Homeschool Podcast Network. And I think it's called something like Homeschool Podcast Family. Uh, but I don't remember exactly what it is. So um, you can always email me at felice at mediaangels.com. Um, if I don't have it in the show notes, but it should be under homeschooling secrets episode 490. I'll get that there. Um, and so there's your support group, and then um, ignore, you know, be polite, but ignore well meaning extended family, and then select a time frame that you are going to homeschool and stick to that. Um, another is homeschooling, um, you know, secret is under parenting. So the first is that you, um, you know, should. Consider creating a family bond. Um, I cannot tell you how close our family is. It was funny. Something came up the other day, and my now adult daughter, who's 25 and you know, head coach at a private Christian school, she's um, a single young lady, and she said to me, I uh, said something, and she goes, what I love about our family is that we're not the I de- I'm dead to you or you're dead to me kind of family. And I just thought to myself, what? What? And she gave me an example of something was happening in a a family situation. And that's what one of the siblings said to the other. I mean, I was just horrified. And our family is close knit. Our family is, you know, um, is there for each other. And I just love that. And that's because we created memories. I have a podcast link I also put there that you can um, click on that's called family bonding time. And it's not necessarily a bunch of activities you can do, but some heart issues of um, what I'm talking about. The second is to know that you are the parent and you are in charge. You know, I um, am the strong one in the family. My husband's more permissive. And I had to really get over if you're a mom listening to this, maybe you you get me, but I had to really um, decide that I was going to deal with it and not be upset that he wasn't being the strong one. And as my children have gotten older, because all my my youngest is now 23, and the oldest is in in their 40s, um, one's 40 and one's 42. Um I've heard my kids say things that were very complimentary, like, thanks, mom, for keeping us, you know, towing the line. Thanks, mom, you know, for for your wisdom and and all of that kind of thing. And it wasn't always easy because I didn't always want to be, quote unquote, the the one who, you know, had to be the disciplinarian. But um, I just told my kids, I go, you know, obedience is not an option and you just need to get on board. And I set some boundaries. Kids are going to push their boundaries. My husband says kids are gamblers, you know, and if it was a major infraction, we were both right there and we were talking to them. But I also let my kids know what was going to happen each day before they went to bed. I would, you know, say to them, tomorrow is going to be great. I've got some good things planned that we're going to do. And then at one point, I was like, gosh, why am I so frustrated? Because I just want to say, Mom, what are we doing tomorrow? And I'm thinking, why are you asking me this question? Well, it's because I set them up for that, right? I said, we're going to do something really exciting because I wanted them to be thinking about the next day with something to look forward to and not thinking, oh, my gosh, we have another day of school. And so, you know, I would always have to be prepared about what that was going to be. And that was part of um, what I call getting my kids on board and getting their buy-in, because they're going to work much harder and much better if they know what the buy-in is. And for my kids, it was number three, giving them time to think If you've listened to my podcast for a while, you will hear this recurring refrain, and actually I went and looked to see if I had, I mean, I'm on Podcast 490, so you can't expect me to remember every topic I've done, but um, I went back and looked, and I don't have one on giving kids time to think. I know I did a big presentation um, for someone else, and I I will give you a link to a blog post uh, that I didn't write, but my... Um, assistant did and it was on that topic that um, you know she got from my notes. But I will do a topic on that because my kids knew that if they got their schoolwork done and they were, you know, good about things and not complaining, because that was I would always always say too, if you complain, that means the translation to that is mommy, give me more work or mom give me a chore to do. And so, you know, of course, my kids would, you know, shake their heads and go, well, that's not what I said. And I go, well, that's what I'm hearing. So it's just better to just be done. And then we're going to have time that you can work on what you want to work on. And I know that um, I've had parents who have contacted me and said, but my kid's not interested in anything. And that means that we as parents have to double down and say, okay, we're going to expose you to some different things science is not my love language. That wasn't something that I was interested in. I found that my son was. And that's when I say, you know, give kids time to think and help them, you know, to explore some of the things that they're interested in. Um, that means sitting and watching them. I had a friend who like, just loved to sit there and watch her kids at the park. And I thought to myself, gosh, I finally get two minutes, of, you know, with my kids playing and you want to talk to me about you know, aren't the kids cute and what they're doing. And this is a really good friend of mine that, you know, still to this day is one of my best friends. And, um and then I just watched her watch her kids and kind of absorb that. And noticed that in watching my children that I could see them gravitate toward different things. And it really is something unique for each of them. Um, One of my children, uh, one of the older ones, loved writing. So we wrote the Truth Seekers Mystery Series. Okay, so not every mom's a publisher and can publish their kid's book and co-author it with them. But that was something she loved. Um, My oldest son just wanted time, you know, to read and be, you know, have that time for himself. And he's still like that. The third child was very inventive and into things. Um, One time he said to his dad, can I build a bridge over my pond or over the pond, and my and my husband was like, "Yeah, sure, that would be great," because the first two kids we would encourage, and nothing like that really happened. The third child got grandpa to take him to the hardware store and buy cement, and actually put some pillars in by the pond. So we had to realize at that point, okay, he needs to be tempered in what we encourage him to do. We can't just be like a hundred percent gung ho because this child will do it, and he has, you know, turned that into a thriving business. Let me tell you. Um, And then the fourth and fifth were very much into sports. And um, one daughter, my, my daughter, who now is a coach, she loved photography during a span of her time and, and loved taking pictures. And my youngest um, at, at that point in time, loved Legos and actually did some stop motion videos with his Legos as his creations, as he called them. And now he's in the military. So, you know, different Children, having that time to think allows them to explore their, and and we don't have time to think, do we? Don't you wish someone would say, you know, send you to your room, you know, for some time to think? Um, this is not a punishment. Um, it is some way to open their horizons and allow them, uh, to see what they're interested in. And then the fourth is to set rewards upon completion of their work at the end of the week. And I know I also have gotten flack from parents. Um, I've, I've talked about this before in my years of, of doing a lot of online webinars and parents will say to me, well, you know, they should do it just because, you know, and I say, well, tell me one job that you do just because, um, you know that you're learning that you don't get paid for. You know, and I'm not saying pay your kids, you know, dollars. I'm just saying let them have have a movie night where they get to pick out the movie and have pizza or whatever is their favorite food. But that just means that, you know, you're doing the due diligence, you're checking their work and making sure that they're accomplishing um and that's where you can pull in, you know, your spouse to help you with that. The fifth is the power of words catch them doing something good. We spend our entire life, you know, telling our kids what they should and shouldn't do. And if we can encourage them, oh my gosh, that goes such a long way. I remember going to a friend's house one time and just her daughter was washing dishes. And I went up to her, I barely knew this girl and she was a young teen. And I'm like, oh my gosh, how wonderful is this that you're doing dishes? Your mom must be so proud of you. And that's so wonderful. And I go, And I kind of was teasing my kids. And I said, and look, guys, I don't hear any complaining, you know, and she just blossomed. And then later, my friend said, you can I cannot tell you how many times she brought that up and was just so blown away about how sweet you were and how you noticed You know, and it's just like, that's nothing, right? It doesn't cost anything. But if we can do that with our own children and with our friends' kids, it really will, you know, change the dynamic of our family. And they'll do that with us as well. The next one is curriculum and planning. So the first lesson begins with, um, you know, life lessons at home. A lot of what we did when they were younger was a lot of hands on exploration. I felt like that was the key throughout their learning process, was giving them that opportunity to not only, you know, taking them to a museum where you can't touch anything, but actually taking them to a learning center where they can touch things. Um, There was a wonderful museum in Tampa, I live a couple of hours uh, south of that, and they had, you know, sections of their museum, like I remember one time, there's a whole section on grocery store set up where the kids could scan food and like I couldn't get them out of there that's all they wanted to do was play with that Um, play in that section or crawl around and and learn and that kind of thing I think really stays with them and they remember Um, this so it starts with life lessons what are some things or some character qualities you want to work on Um, I have a set of character planners on my mediaangels.com website that I created based upon some of the things we did with our children. And so one of the things we would do if we were working on diligence, for example, is we would say our entire family is working on this. Not just you are going to work on it because you're not diligent. No, we all are a family. You know, we're in this together. And so we worked on it together as a family. And so we, we encouraged each other, not pointed out, gosh, you're not being diligent, but we encouraged each other to, you know, do things timely and, and so forth. And I had a whole lot of activities that I did with my kids. Um, The next thing for curriculum planning is to take the time to do that. I cannot tell you the struggles I had when I was trying to plan what we were going to learn on whim. And then someone said, you know what, you can take a few weeks during the summer when you're not schooling. I know my daughter um, she takes breaks when she homeschools the second oldest, uh, the one that wrote the novels with me, she homeschools and she'll, she'll homeschool in blocks where they have like a couple of weeks where they take a break. And because we're in Florida, they actually school some summer months when it's so hot outside, um, and that, and then they'll take off like an entire month for December and other holiday, uh, times where they can, you know, take that break, um, and so she'll p- take those times and she's planning uh, what she's going to do. And I love Kathy Duffy's website. It's com, and she has a couple of books of the top curriculum uh, picks. And just a disclaimer here, uh, five of my books did make it into the top 101 and 102 top picks. Uh, she had 103, but I didn't, I didn't um, submit my books for that one, but uh, my books are on her website and she has reviews about them. and uh, she just have one in Science Fair I need to get with her that says it's digital only and it's not it's, it's on in print. Um, but the thing is that it really is a clear review from someone who homeschooled her kids. She had three boys, she homeschooled throughout her, um, her kids' homeschool years and really is knowledgeable. Uh, the third is podcasts, uh, such as the Ultimate Homeschool Podcast Network. Um, I would go to convention and tell people about our podcasts and they didn't even know we existed. And we're in going into year number 10. So that's kind of, um, you know, a free resource for you. And you can search for any topic. And we've got a podcast for that. Uh, the fourth is, again, um, plan your year. Uh, during the summer or some block of time. And then one really simple homeschool secret that a friend showed me, and I'm like, Oh, my gosh, this is so easy. Um, For example, for a math textbook, or workbook, what you do is you look at the number of lessons, and then you divide it by the number of weeks you're homeschooling. So a homeschool uh, mom, you know, needs 180 days, depending on what, what year your child is and I believe uh, kindergarten's a little bit less time and then you know how many hours and so you just break it down that way so you know what lesson your child should be on. The other homeschool secret is in homeschooling I personally did not make my children do every single problem even in public schools, you do the odd problems or the even problems, right? So it's like sometimes if you're doing a curriculum that has a ton of problems, you know, give them a sampling of what they should do. And that's kind of one of the perks of homeschooling that, you know, I would say to my kids, you know, I would give them a pretest and then they would test out of certain sections and say, okay, so we'll do some of that for review. But here, you get to start on this page in this book. And they loved it. So that was really great. Um, And so that was super helpful for us. And then um, the last is to keep Fridays open, if at all possible. I cannot tell you how my kids loved their Fridays And that was catch-up day. So you didn't get your math done or you didn't get all of your reading done or whatever that is. And that's when you're going to finish it. It also is time for fun projects, for going on field trips or doing some other things. So if their work is all done, we would plan to do, you know, a picnic. It doesn't have to be expensive, um, but it's just something that's available for them. And the last is household. I am all about the plan at one time and forget it. So that goes for meals, laundry day, and so forth. What I used to do with laundry is I would always say my laundry moves, I would throw it in a basket and then just put it in the other room. And then I decided, oh my gosh, if we take our laundry and we dump it into the living room, we have to all fold it. And then put it away. And while they they helped me fold, I know some of you are pickier than I am about folding. My kids actually fold laundry way better than I do. They're more sticklers for it. Um, my husband's mother showed them how to. I had her over one time, and Grandma's going to show you how to fold laundry that would be, you know, um, you could you could go to a store and see it folded this well. She really was good at it. Um, and so you know, Grandma showed them how to fold you know things, and it was perfect. Um Mom was didn't really care as much, and so um, I would read a selection that like a book maybe that we were reading as a family while we were folding laundry, and then we would take you know a break and go put it away in the drawers in our room, and it was so nice, and it was done as far as meals go um you know, I have something I'll share with you about that, but that's the thing like I just planned out my um, not every meal that I had that year, but I planned out a routine. And for me, routines work better than schedules. I have a checklist planner we give away free for everyone um, who is a subscriber for the Ultimate Homeschool Podcast Network. If you go to our website, you can subscribe for a free planner. I've been giving them away now. I think we're in year four of different planners. And when um, the month goes by, um. If you didn't grab that planner, we will eventually have them on our website. And this year we're doing checklists and they're different. Um, I'm sorry, we are doing organize it. Checklist was last year. Sorry about that. Um, this year is all about organization. So we're organizing different things. And, um, you know, this I'm recording in March and this month it was on organizing your kids room. And next month is going to be on organizing your meals. And that should be really good. And so, um, you know, that really is helpful to us. And then, um, so for me, it's routines. And, you know, we, like I said, we had a checklist planner last year that was more of, you know, these are some things for each month. So get into that routine. Decide what day you're going to do laundry. Decide what day you're going to do some, you know, cooking or whatever that is. Uh, Decide what day you're going to um, do whatever it is that you need to get done. And then the third is, which I really love, is all hands on deck. Again, we're trying to create this camaraderie within our family. And if you have an only child, then that's going to be with you. But you want that bond there, right? And so we can enlist our kids to help with chores. I found out how horrible I was in doing that with my first two Um, When number three came along, I remember um, my daughter just saying this is the one with all the kids now. So there I always tell her there is a God. um, But like she couldn't do dishes. So here the child was at 12. And she'd help clear the table help make meals, help do laundry help with all of this stuff. But like she hated dishes in the sink because it smelled bad. And she felt like throwing up. And I remember just telling her I was exhausted with the baby. And I just said to her, sweetheart, There's um, a garbage disposal on the right hand side and just make sure there are no dishes there. And if you need to throw up, just throw up in the sink. I need your help. And then she had to do dishes. It wasn't her fault that I didn't ask her, you know, more consistently to do the dishes. But it had to be when I was at wit's end for me to get her to help. And so, you know, it's it's a whole different thing if, you know, we always want to do it all ourselves or would rather not, you know, do different things. So one of the things I did with the kids was I sat them down and I and this is why she didn't do dishes is because I would say, what is the tour you want to do? And so, like, I had a son who didn't mind emptying the dishwasher. Someone else didn't mind picking up the whole, you know, downstairs living room, kitchen area um, each day. I had another one who helped, you know, put all our school books away. So everyone had the jobs that they didn't mind doing, and it made it go a lot quicker. But sometimes you run out of kids, right? Or there's more stuff to do than needs to be done. So we have to have some chores that are, you know, assigned the fourth is bulk cooking. I was never one who could buy into the, you know, take all weekend and plan it out and make m- meals for the next six weeks. That's not how I do it. If you can do it, God bless you, go for it. But I was one that could maybe double or triple a meal. So for example, um, if I bought pork to make pulled pork, I would just cut it in three and have one for one meal and freeze the others, right? Easy. Easy. Or I would make lasagna, you know, and that I actually did make, you know, three or four trays because it's a mess to make and I make my own sauce and so forth. Um, so, you know, that I really did did work ahead now I don't have as big of a family at home so like I will do things like I will make um extra tomato sauce and then I freeze it in mason jars and I can pull them out you know um give them to my daughter when she comes home for the weekend so that she has a meal you know and and that sort of thing but it's just easier for me to just make a little bit extra instead of you know cooking on a whole weekend and planning it out um because you know, you feel like eating different things. And so if you have your menu for the month, that will go so much easier. I'm telling you, it's great. And then the fifth is plan strategically for your trips away from the house. So one day can be doctor, you know, lessons, grocery store, um, God bless, uh, the improvement in grocery shopping. Um, one of the things, um, I didn't mind, but it got to be, you know, overwhelming with kids. And now you can order online and pick it up. You know, we just did that today. It's wonderful. So, overall, the secret to homeschooling is to be true to yourself and your goals and your vision. And once I lost that and I really floundered, and this was when my two oldest were older kids, and, you know, my daughter had moved out and she'd gotten married. And, um, And I just found, gosh, I had so much more energy with my younger kids and we did lessons and we, you know, did all this stuff. And I remember my daughter coming over and she's like, mom, you know, um, the kids won't complain to you because of course, if they complain, that means mom, give me more work. But they were telling her that school wasn't fun and it wasn't, you know, getting to, to um, be done was, you know, just taking them longer. And I said, you know what, you're right. And I said, you know, I need to really look at that. So I started adding some things like science fair projects and history fairs, and then giving them more time to think and to delve into their own interests. And then we added sports, um, something that my husband really wanted to add um, more so than I did. Um, and so, you know, he said I was a sports dummy, which I always told my children, I go, the good news is you won't see moms screaming and yelling at, you know, at, at the coaches or whoever else, because, you know, I did learn uh, the baseball and softball rules, believe me. But, um, but, you know, that was not something that was high on my list, but it was my husband's. So um, thankfully, the, the three youngest were all very good athletes. Uh, they played competitively, broke records in the schools, and um, the youngest two actually played in college with scholarships, um, plus academic scholarships. So, This was, um, I have to say, it ended up being a huge blessing because it motivated them uh, to get their schoolwork done. Because if they wanted to practice or do some other things, then they did have that time. And I felt like, you know, my homeschool journey was overwhelming at times. But I was committed and all in. And the results are amazing, friends. I have a family that's close. Uh, My youngest kids even roomed together in college when my daughter transferred to my son's college their friends couldn't believe that they were even friends and you know that was um, kind of a, an example and a blessing that yes siblings can get along and I have kids who love the Lord they're faithful and best of all that we know we are there for each other no matter what no matter what lies ahead we're a family and that's what's important. And it's so funny because as I'm recording this, this is one of my longer podcasts in a long time. Uh, my screensaver came on and guess what ha- What it scrolled across. And it was the that scripture verse of um, Joshua. I almost started laughing when, that, when my screensaver came through, but it was like, you know, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. And that was, was, I didn't even remember that's what scrolled on my computer. Uh, so, I just pray that for you. I pray that these secrets are helpful. I pray that, you know, you know what you want to do and you stick to that. Um, I am a shy person. No one ever believes that when I tell them, especially with all the podcasts and public speaking and things that I have done. This is way out of my comfort zone. Yes, I can teach kids and I can be up in front of a classroom and you know and that sort of thing but with adults you know we always are concerned oh my gosh what are they thinking about us or what are they saying and i had to be passionate for for what i did whether it was writing a book whether it was you know homeschooling i had to be all in because if we're not our our work the proof is in the pudding right you're going to see that the kids are floundering and it may be a time to regroup and to say you know what guys we're going to take a week off we are going to, you know, watch some educational movies. Um, I have forms for everything and, and different planners. I think one of the planners, um, the, it's the, um, oh gosh, I'll put the link um, on, on the website. But I have a set of planners that are the yearly planners that really go into like, what are the holidays for each month and kind of focused and geared your homeschool on that. Because that's what I did as a teacher, you know, when I taught school, a brief amount of time that I taught, but you know, a lot of things were theme based. And so one of the things I have in the planner is a form um, for watching movies. So the kids would, you know, watch a movie that was an educational movie, it could be, you know, a whole lot of different things, I found uh, movies that were on the composers that the kids loved. And I had them fill out a form that was like a book report you know, what was this movie about? What was the theme of the movie? Um, What was the general overview and just some things like that. And you can come up with these things um, as well. And then I filed it and that was part of their school. Um, I had a friend who uh, did unit studies and she created a unit study like for the times when mom's planning, the kids are still being productive and still learning, but more in a fun environment. And sometimes it just took even taking a break for the day and going, you know, uh, sitting outside and having a picnic or going for a nature walk, or, you know, stargazing at night, whatever that is, just taking a break, sometimes putting the books aside and just regrouping and just say, look, we're all in, we're a family, we're doing this together. All right, friends, well, show notes are on the website at Vintage Homeschool Moms, Homeschooling Secrets, uh, podcast episode 490. And Follow us on our social media. We have an amazing Instagram, Pinterest board, and all kinds of things. And again, I'll get those. um, Those links are on the Ultimate Homeschool Podcast Network there for you. And I'll get that um, homeschooling group URL and put that in there as well. Uh, So hopefully this is a great resource for you. And uh, next week, I am going to be talking about the homeschooling secret weapon. And it is not what you think. Take care, God bless, and I'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Thanks for tuning in to the Vintage Homeschool Mom Show. Visit Felice at MediaAngels.com and TheVintageHomeschoolMoms.com. Vintage Homeschool Moms is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network.